Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, let's do this. Let's bring in Mike Renner, our good buddy from uh, the lead draft analyst, by the way, from Pro Football Focus. You can get him at PFF underscore Mike. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Bill. No, glad to have you. Um, we're ramping it up now. We're less than a week away from the pro football draft. So give me give me your thoughts first and foremost. Uh, is Cincinnati going to screw this up, or are they going to take Joe Burrow or what? If they screw this up, so I'm here in Cincinnati. It's where PFS located. And right. I'm not a Bengals fan, but a lot of the people around here, if they don't draft Joe Burrow, like they're done. People are out. The fan base here is not you know, great to begin with. They've been you know jostled around over the years by some – rough ownership decisions if they trade trade back or draft chase young with that number one overall pick man there's going to be some people there's going to be some empty stadiums at paul brown this upcoming season so uh, they have to do it well my next question is this is joe burrow the best player and the best quarterback in the draft every time you get the best player argument it's kind of silly to me he's the best value the quarterback so much more valuable than any other position I think Chase Young is probably a better prospect for the edge rushing position than Burrow is as a quarterback. But Burrow's pretty darn good. I mean, he, he to me, he's the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Locke just because, I mean, in terms of accuracy, when, you know, throwing the football, when it leaves his hand to where it's supposed to be going, he's the most accurate quarterback that I've seen, you know, at the college level. And the numbers bear that out in our charting. He had the highest in terms of the throws 10 plus yards down the football field. We chart every single throw of Maverick Jackson quarterback in college football. His were deemed accurate, so not just like completed, but actually on the quarter or on the wide receiver that he was targeting to frame. Accurate 65% of the time. We've only seen we've only charted six quarterbacks in the past four years that have even been above 50% in terms of putting the ball where it needs to go. So he's just he's on a number what we see in college football. Uh, then as we move down in the draft, the Green Bay Packers sitting there at number 30 and. I know you guys have done different mock drafts. You have done different evaluations. Uh, the Packers need three specific things, I think, of utmost urgency. One is additional help at the middle linebacker position, obviously a wide receiver or two. And then uh, they are going to need some depth on that offensive line. Losing right tackle Brian Balaga, not quite sure what you're getting in Ricky Wagner. There's not a lot of depth at the tackle position anyway, so my assumption is they have to go in that direction. So you tell me what is most likely to be there at 30 for the Green Bay Packers that's going to be an impactful player? I don't think the tackle value is going to be there. I'm just going to flat out say it. I think you're going to see a run on those guys early. And it's just a position where 
they're not the only ones who need tackle. You know, every single team in the NFL seemingly besides maybe like the Saints need the tackle position. It's just that's how valuable it is, and that's how few of them there are. So I think you'll see six or seven guys go before the Packers even get on the clock. And then at that point, don't really want the eighth best tackle in this class. It's not that deep. It's good at the top. It's not that deep. So I think the wide receiver class, I would rather take the eighth best wide receiver with how good this class is than I would the eighth best tackle. I think there will be some talent. I think that class will even get pushed down the board. So if someone like Michael Pittman Jr. from USC, T. Higgins from Clemson, Denzel Mims from Baylor, if one of those guys is there, man, they bring some to the table they just don't have at the moment Green Bay Packers. So I would, that's the route I would go personally because then I think you can get projects you know, in the third round at tackle. The guy's not starting right away. So you'd still have Ricky Wagner in there, Rick Wagner in there to start right away. I, I think that's where I'd end up addressing offensive line. Uh, second round is probably where I'd end up addressing the linebacker, D-line. He'd probably help at both. But they have options there. They don't really have options at second wide receiver at the moment. Uh, you mentioned T. Higgins of Clemson. I, I see more and more mock drafts starting to put him in about that 30 range, 28 to 32, somewhere in there. I'd be surprised if he's not a first-rounder. But if he's there, 6'3", pretty fast guy, uh, big-time red zone guy, uh, quite a few catches. Tell me a little bit about him. Yeah, so he's been productive each of the past two seasons. Young guy coming out, only a true junior. And he's 6'4", 215, got good size, and, and he's got really good body control. Him and Trevor Lawrence, were the, was the, they had the sort of Aaron Rodgers, Georgia Nelson back shoulder connection going on there at Clemson this past season. His ability to you know pluck balls out of the air outside of his frame was second to none in this draft class. His really good ball skills. And he's underrated in terms of his ability to get off the line and get down the field. Now, he looked bad uh, against uh, LSU in the National Championship game because he was hampering an injury he suffered in the first quarter of that Ohio State game. And so everyone looks at those two games, looks at the tape, and says, oh, it's, you know, it wasn't that great. He was, I think he had an ankle that he was just hobbling on after he had a play on the sideline in the first quarter of that game that he just was not the same guy we saw earlier in the year. So I do think he had that ability to get open down the football field he hauled in 15 of 23 deep targets this past season. That's a really good rate, and that 15 number was top uh, 10 in the country this past season. So he can get open down there. I think he brings on the table that they just don't have and haven't had in a while there in Green Bay. The uh, the linebacking position is another area that we've talked quite a bit about. There's Patrick Queen, there's Kenneth Murray. Those two guys, most likely bottom of the first round, depending on the value. Uh, give me the comparison between the two. Who is the most likely uh, to be there for the Green Bay Packers as well? So I think Kenneth Murray's the most likely to be there. I'd much rather have Patrick Queen if I'm the Green Bay Packers at this point, but there's there's little. I just don't think he makes it past the Saints. Saints could use a linebacker. He's you know from LSU, right down the street. I think he's too good in what he can bring to the table athletically and as a coverage linebacker. Now Murray, freak athlete in his own right. I mean, 240 runs around a four five, explosive dude. But he reminds me of unfortunately Jared Davis, the Lions linebacker, and he was coming out of Florida. And that he's just. He's kind of a un, unleashed dog, just attacking anything he sees at the first, you know, first stimuli he sees. He just attacks, and sometimes that's good, and he makes these highlight reel plays in the backfield and that sort of thing. But I just don't see the instincts. He, he only had him had two pass breakups in three years as a starter at Oklahoma. I don't think that's what the Packers need. I, I don't think they need that guy who's just going to be a run and hit kind of guy. I think we need legitimate coverage skills at that position right now. And to me, you can find that you can find better options on day two. Uh, than what Kenneth Murray brings to the table if you're looking at him, you know, pick 30 overall. Um, give me, because you had talked about tackles, uh, quality tackles not going to be there. Uh, talk about Josh Jones. There's a lot of talk about him 
high first or high second round, low first round is is I I looked at him as second round talent to be honest with you. Uh, after starting forty five games, uh, you know, at left tackle, I mean, there's a lot of hype for him. But is he a second round guy? He's actually fourteenth overall on our draft board, so we're really high on him. He only allowed two pressures this past season at Houston. Like he dominated. That's what you want to see. If a guy is at low-level competition, you want to see him just not lose. And so that's basically what he did this past year at Houston. The thing that sold me, and because you're never going to get sold when you're not facing a single guy who's going to play in the NFL and shutting them out. But when he went to the Senior Bowl, he had the highest grade of any guy in the one-on-ones there at the Senior Bowl that we charted. So that's kind of what sold me on him as an NFL prospect, has the height, has the length, has the athleticism. And again, four years as a starter. Get five different offensive line coaches there at Houston. So didn't get the development, you know, the consistency in his technique that you'd like to see. So you think there's still something, some continued room for improvement there. So if he's on the board there at 30, that would be almost a dream scenario. Well, like I said, I think, I think someone's going to take him before. My actually, my best sort of, this is my favorite option for them if you were projecting long-term attack would be to move Elton Jenkins out there. Now I know he's good at guard and a very good guard, he has 34-inch arms and all the movement skills, and I, I, and they actually played tackle Ernest Grimm at Mississippi State. I think that could be an option to explore if you're the Packers. Uh, we're talking with Mike Renner, lead uh, draft analyst for Pro Football Focus. Uh, the other discussion has been, obviously, somebody to back up Aaron Rodgers. Now, uh, I, I like what they have in the fold right now, and let's face it, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, your season's probably not going the way you want it to anyway if he goes down for any length of time. So I'm of the ilk right now, knowing the window's closing, of just trying to get as many weapons as you can, either to catch the ball or move the ball for Aaron Rodgers or to uh, be able to get him the ball back. That That's kind of my philosophy right now. But there are those that say, hey, you may have to start thinking about a quarterback because who knows if Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to play out the remainder of that contract. So you tell me uh, a quarterback that may or may not be there that the Packers could possibly look at. So I don't think first round doesn't make sense. Because like you said, they have a window that's now. Rodgers is going to be there for four more years, which at that point, if you draft him in the first round, he's never going to he's never going to play. Uh, so I don't think first round makes sense, but I do think you know Rodgers has been what two of the last eight seasons have been torpedoed via injury from Rodgers mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. That is something to where you need a backup to if he does miss six to eight games, at least hold you above water, at least keep it so you can be in the playoff hunt when he returns. So I think fourth round, third, fourth round would make a lot of sense. Uh, it would be if you like one of the guys there. To me, some of my favorites in that range would be someone like Anthony Gordon from Washington State, very accurate guy, one year as a starter, but he played really well for Washington State. And obviously we saw who, uh, how well his sort of the guy he sat behind in Gardner Minshew did last year for the Jaguars, him, and then Cole McDonald from Hawaii, maybe even later on. He's got a ton of arm talent, and he's pretty accurate with the football, but just kind of all over the place in that run-and-shoot offense that Hawaii ran last year with his decision-making. So I think that's a guy you could have the tools to work with to develop. Those are two of my favorite sort of developmental quarterbacks in this draft. But I, I do think this they should probably do it with Rodgers' injury history at some point. Uh, real quick before I let you go, so you kind of figured Joe Burrow's that top guy. Uh, talk about the other quarterbacks as they start to kind of fall on the draft board because I, I always find it interesting. Everybody does the mock draft, and then what happens is one or two general managers 
do something unexpected, and suddenly we have, quote, the run, whether it's the run on wide receivers, even though we keep talking about the draft depth of wide receiver, but there's the run on wide receivers or the run on corners, and suddenly you see them go by the wayside. So tell me about the other quarterbacks in this draft because uh, all I hear about, and I know they're pimping the hell out of me, but I watch ESPN, and it's my God. If we can do any more stories on Tua, for God's sakes, it's like all of a sudden he's the next coming of Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady all combined. So tell me about the quarterbacks that are going to probably go on draft day one. Yeah, Tua, no injury, no anything, and Joe Burrow doesn't exist. We're just talking about him as an one overall pick right now. It's not even, I don't think, a debate. That's how good he is, just accurate poise in the pocket. Like, he has that. The injury is a massive risk, though. I wouldn't be surprised if teams just aren't willing to take that risk, especially in the top ten. This guy can't play for you in the top ten because the injury, you know, that ends up happening. You lose your job as a GM. So I wouldn't be surprised there. But to me, though, in terms of just on-field performance, there's a big gap between him and Burrow and then Herbert and Love. Herbert's just, he never dominated. I mean, even in the bowl game against Wisconsin, they won. He threw for like 138 yards. He did not win with his arm. He's never, you know, won games with his arm. That has not been him. He's just late. Like a lot of things that go into playing the quarterback position, besides arm strength, he does not have at the moment. And in four years as a starter, we haven't seen improve. So that's scary to me. He'll go high because of that arm, but that's that's just going to terrify me if I am drafting him highly. And then Jordan Love, you almost like I'd almost rather have him because your range of outcome is greater. Like he could be awful, god awful, and he kind of was last year for Utah State. Like he's late to throws, his footwork's all over the place, but you see the high end. To me, he reminds me of Deshaun Kaiser, and like someone's going to fall in love with him. Someone can like get on board with it, but there's just too much to clean up, too much to fix that I don't think you're ever going to get there. I don't think you're ever going to clean up all the footwork issues, all the timing issues that he had in that Utah State offense. Like That stuff doesn't just go away. So to me, there's a big gap between the top two and then those next two. Always great, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to touch base again once this is all said and done, and we'll uh, find out how the Green Bay Packers did, how you guys kind of you know draft to vote them, so to speak, or at least rank them. And uh, we'll touch base back then. But stay safe until then, pal, okay? For sure, Bill. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, buddy. There you go. That's our good buddy Mike Renner. He is from Pro Football Focus. You can find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Mike at PFF underscore Mike. And uh, he joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. done. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 